This call may be recorded or transcribed. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Terminator the Finisher. I'm the Greer this morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's on the line? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Triumph for Tuesday. 
same to you. You have a wonderful and blessed day. You too, Susie. Okay. Good morning. Happy Triumph Tuesday, Yvonne. God has our back always. Happy Triumph and Tuesday. Thanks for calling in this morning. Happy Thank New Year. You. Thank Tr- you so much. Trina. Hello. Yes. Yes, Susie. I'm I'm still having some the terrible pain in my left leg. I'll be going in to see the doctor. Hopefully today if I can get in again. Oh. Okay. Please. Please. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good Tuesday. God is good. Good morning, Didi. And what was that? Good morning. This is Wanda. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. Diane, good morning. Good morning, Diane. Happy trying good to Tuesday to Happy Tuesday to you, too. Thank on, you. Going on mute. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. It's a time Kim. How are you? The Princess Warrior. <laughs> the finish. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? I am blessed, beautiful. Glad to be back with the family. Happy New Year, love. Oh, happy new year to you. Glad to hear your sound. Happy to hear your sound. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. Bless you too. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Brother Michael, good morning to you. Happy trying for Tuesday. Happy New happy, Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Thanks. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Tuesday. God bless everyone on the call. Happy New Year. Hey, hey. Happy New Year to you, Sister Lisa. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning. This is JR. Good morning. Good morning, JR. Good morning to you. Happy trying for Tuesday. Good to hear your sound. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. It's Grishonda. God bless you. Grishonda, good morning to you. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. God bless you as well. Anyone else want to say good morning? Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Charmaine the Finish, and I'm your greeter. We triumphant. We yes, we are. Happy Tuesday. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Happy New Year, sis. Have a great, great day. (laughs) Tarina. Yes. I didn't know if anybody had asked for prayer for the young uh, NFL player, Darman Hamlin, that uh, collapsed on the field last night. I want to continue to lift him up for total healing and his mom and the family and, you know, everyone that witnessed it. And what was his name? Spell his name again. It's Damar 
Tamlin. He was 20, he's 24. And it hit hard because y'all know my nephew had the same thing, but God is a, a healer. So we're going to believe God for him, um, bringing him through this as well. Okay. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning to God with you. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Anyone else before I get started? Okay, I need everyone to please check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Hello, my name is Tarina the Finisher, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. Be sure to call in and join us throughout the month of January. Our monthly theme is Seed Time and Harvest. Declares will focus on fertile ground as that is where we get all our nutrients as we are journeying through the Christian life. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. TNT Bible study will be tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Dial in the same number because you don't want to miss the teaching from Pastor LaBelle Jones. It will definitely enrich your spirits. There is no prayer request from the app, but we do have one spoke, two spoken prayer requests, one from Susie, continue to lift her up in prayer for healing. Also from the next one is from Didi, uh, praying for the NFL um, young man. Pray for his complete healing. He collapsed on the field. Praying for his mom and his family to bring him out totally healing in the name of Jesus. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise. Jonathan, declaration, Pastor LaBelle Jones. Then we go right to closing comments hosted by Declare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise. Jonathan, declaration we brought by LaBelle. Then we go right to closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from Exodus 23:16. Celebrate the festival of harvest with the first fruits of the crop you, show, you sow in your field. Celebrate the festival of gathering at the end of the year when you gather in your crops from the field. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute. Until the, until the circuit come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Jonathan. Everyone, please have a blessed and awesome day. Jesus love you, and so do I. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. God, we thank you. Thank you because you're kind. Thank you because you're sweet, God. Thank you because you're loving, God. We say thank you because there's men like you. Thank you because you loved us, God. Thank you because you are a keeper, you're a sustainer. God, I thank you because you've been so good. God, you allowed us to see another year. God, we say thank you. Hallelujah. I give you glory, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. We give you glory, God. God, we give you glory. God, I give you glory. Hallelujah. Oh, I give you glory, God. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're mighty. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Ah, God, I give you glory. Oh, you're worthy, God. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your light, God. Thank you for rescuing us, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You're the architect of our faith. God, thank you. God, we say thank you. Oh, we lift you up, oh God. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to your name, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for your healing, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, God, thank you. Ah, you are the mighty God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. I give you all the glory. I thank you for keeping my mind. I thank you for sustaining us, God, all this way through. God, I give you glory. I bless your name. I honor you, God, because you are the mighty God. I thank you. You because there is another like you, God. I give you glory because you are a keeper. I thank you because you are a sustainer, God, because you are God, because you are God and we belong to you, God. We are the apple of your eye, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Hallelujah, God. We give you glory, Hallelujah. We give you praise, we give you honor. Oh, God, we thank you. God, touch now, God. Oh, God, we pray, God. We ask that you would remember, uh, God, tomorrow. God, touch his body, God. Let it be a place for your miracle. Let it be a sign of your glory. God, touch now. In the name of Jesus, God, we know that you're able. We don't have to send you, God. We know that you're in every place at every time. So, God, manifest your glory even there god let this be a sign of your power show forth your hand even now god father we speak that the situation would be set up to give you glory god touch him now speak into his ear god let him know who you are god give him an encounter with you 
even now in the name of Jesus. Father, as we go forward in this year, I pray that you would cover our children. God, touch them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. God, we pray and bleed the blood now. We release the blood of Jesus on assignment. Oh, God, God, touch now every part of the declare victory. God, lift up the bow down head now. Put your hand in their back, oh God, and your lip to their ear. God, speak in their ear. God, speak that their frequency lines up with where you are even now. In the name of Jesus, spirit of the living God, hover now. Give comfort care now. In the name of Jesus, God, build up now, in the Lamasama Oh, I bless your name for turning it around. I thank you, God, that I thank you this morning that you are able to turn situations around. God, I thank you because as a lifted up a hand that you're able to turn situations around. God, we release the angels now. Hallelujah. To fight where we cannot fight, God. We release your word to contend where we cannot, where our arms are not longer strong enough. God, we release you and employ you, employ your word, employ your glory on our behalf, but for your honor. And we give you honor. We'll give you the glory. God, we'll turn around and let them know that who you are. We'll let them know that you are our God and the cattle on a thousand hill belong to you. God, we'll give you our praise. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we'll give you our praise. Oh, God, we pray now for every person connected that you would begin to allow your hand to mold their mind back into place. We pray for the fragmented pieces, even now in the name of Jesus. We pull it under the power of the blood. We speak and declare wholeness now in the name of Jesus, God, that you are their God, that you are the creator, and that they will see you in such a way. We give you glory. We give a Shabbat Hey, touching the emotions now, healing the emotional wounds. God, oh Father, we call on you now. Oh God, give us a Shunammite experience now. Oh God, God, we give you the glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We declare your power higher. We declare your glory. We breathe the breath of life again now. In the name of Jesus, God, give us the strength to give you the more the glory. Oh, God, we thank you. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Ah, God, thank you. Oh, God, lead us now. Show us the way to go, God. Thank you. Open up our ears to hear you properly, God. That you 
Hallelujah. Get the glory. God, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we thank you. Come on and let's take our phones off of mute and let's just begin to give him the glory. God, we say thank you. Oh, God, you Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, I'm 
Thank you for the word that's about to come forth, oh God. God, condition our ears and our heart to receive you. God, condition us to where the point that your word can take ground. Father, for good seed, for great harvest. Father, do it now. In the name of Jesus, word the mouth of your servant, God, like never before. And God, as they begin to pour out, I pray that you would pour in the more. Father, increase, enlarge, and expand their horizon. Increase, enlarge, expand their borders. Father, because of the place of the poor now, I pray that you would increase, expand, and enlarge their territory because you trusted them. God, increase, enlarge, expand all everything about them in the name of Jesus. And God, when the word when the word comes forth, I pray that the same word that they speak to us, that you would manifest in their life. And God, I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you all the honor. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Pastor LaBelle, if you're on, we can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Good morning. Amen. God has shown us. Yet another expression of our, of his love, another opportunity to be on the line. We are in the land of the dying on our way to the land of the living. And for that, we thank God. Amen. Uh, thank everyone who's played a part. Uh, and our brother for praying. Amen. This morning. Awesome. 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 Let's jump right into the word for our seed time and harvest. And I do want to thank um, uh, everyone um uh, who's allowed me to be uh on the line today uh, my late pastor the late uh dr james stewart of the first morning star church of oakland used to tell me son people do not have to do what they do and i'm reminded him saying son if somebody ever does something for you the least you can do is say thank you and i want to thank you all for giving me the opportunity to share my convictions about our christ today and see time and harvest um it's found nestled in Matthew chapter 
13. I want to begin reading at verse 24. Um, uh, and we're going to let uh, God do what he does in tailoring this declaration this morning. It says in verse 24 of Matthew chapter 13, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, that's why ye gather up the tares. Ye root up also the wheat with them. Listen to this. He says, Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Wow. Wow. Seed time and harvest. Um, it, it's, it's literally the beginning of a new year. And um, so many resolutions. Um, so many things being projected when when the truth of the matter is we don't need to make resolutions. We just need to do it and do what thus says the Lord. Because in John 10, 10, Jesus says um, what is perhaps, I believe, one of his clearest mission statements in the B clause of that verse. He says that I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. If if you really understand and really know the assignment of Jesus, the assignment of Jesus was to bring life, but but not just life because he said life more abundantly. And 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 I appreciate um the paraphrase and transliteration of uh, Brother Eugene Peterson when he says that verse could have read that I am come that they might have life and that they might have it in surplus. Uh, the clear victory, Jesus came to give us life. But, but let me throw a question at you at the beginning of this declaration and knowing that Jesus came to bring us life um, and that question would be, what good would it be to have life and not know how to live it? Let that marinate. But what good would it be to have a gift and not know how to handle it? And so Jesus does not just come to give life, but he comes to offer us a practicum for life. Um, uh, uh, he offers us... Um, principles and paradigms by which to con conduct our lives. 
and, and the construct in which Jesus uses to introduce this paradigm, this practicum, and these principles is coined in the phrase that Matthew offers to us today as, as he quotes Jesus, and that is the term, the kingdom of heaven. That the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is God's practicum for life. The kingdom of heaven is the principles. It, it, it is what Jesus offers us in a way of knowing the pattern by the way life is to be lived. Because truth of the matter, if we need to understand how to use this gift called life, it is the kingdom of heaven that Jesus brings us to in order to show us how this life in surplus is to be lived. Now, 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 Matthew uses the term, the kingdom of heaven. And, and, and now let me say this parenthetically before I even go any further. I, I am aware, uh, today that, that I have some students of scripture on the line today. So, so, so I won't insult you, but, but please allow me just to labor this point just briefly that, that Matthew's term, the kingdom of heaven is synonymous with the term, the kingdom of God. And, and I am aware that John, Mark, and Luke, they don't use the term kingdom of heaven. They use the term kingdom of God. But I also understand that Matthew, understanding his audience in the Jewish mindset, didn't want to insult his hearers or his, his, his readers. Because in the Jewish mind, if you know the biblical background, it would have been insulting um um, to casually use the term God because Jews so reverence the term God and Jehovah and Yahweh that, that even when the scribes got ready to translate the name God, um, Yahweh or Jehovah in scripture, that they had to stop when they came to the name and go through a ceremonial purification just to inscribe the name Yahweh. And even when they did it, they could not use the vows as if to write out the whole name, which they considered a dishonor. And we just, today, we just use the name God, Jehovah, Jesus, Yahweh. We just use it in, in any any, any, any genre, any, any time that we get ready, any time we see fit, when the truth of the matter is, uh, we need to reverence those names. I'm not saying reverence man, but we need to reverence God. And so Matthew, in his attempt not to insult his readers or his hearers, he doesn't use the term the kingdom of God, but he uses the term the kingdom of heaven. And even in the usage of the term the kingdom of heaven, we must be careful to not associate the term kingdom of heaven with some ethereal or otherworldly reality. Because, because the kingdom of heaven, truth of the matter, is just not off somewhere. I know you thought the kingdom of heaven was off somewhere, uh, but Jesus told religious leaders, he said, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is not low here or low there, but the kingdom of God is within you. And in Matthew 6 and 10 in the model prayer, Jesus says, you ought to pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so the kingdom of heaven is not what you get when you die. <laughs> The kingdom of heaven is what you get when you learn how to start living. The kingdom of heaven is not something that you have to wait on. The kingdom of God is somewhere that you wait for God and you serve God while you're living. And the kingdom of God is not is not um, 
um, golden streets. It's not pearly gates, but the kingdom of, uh, of heaven is the rule and the reign of God in the hearts of men and women and the earth in this generation. And so Jesus came to teach us how to live, and it's in the construct and the confines of the kingdom of heaven that the kingdom of God is where we find how to live. And so I said that to say, and Jesus says to his hearers in this text, that the kingdom of heaven is like. Wow, let me pause right there. And so, and so, and so he, he, he literally uses in this, in this time of seed, in this time of harvest that we're discussing, uh, this month. He, he uses, um, an agrarian and an agricultural model in order to give his listeners some sense of context as it concerns the kingdom. And, and I understand that 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 we, we we ain't got a lot of farmers in here. We ain't got a lot of folk that grew up in the country. But 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 some of you are going to have to stretch your imagination for this declaration to get this principle. But please understand that when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like, please understand that the kingdom of heaven is the stuff like is made of. What are you talking about, Joan? And so when, when, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven, he's not talking about the by and by, the some glad morning when this life is over. The truth is Jesus is showing us not how to live later, but how to live right here and now. And you've got to understand, my brothers and sisters, that the theme of Jesus, I mean, I mean, I mean, every middle road and alleyway that ran through his mind merged into a highway called kingdom. Everything Jesus thought about had kingdom written in it. Everything Jesus talked about came from a kingdom context. And so Jesus is really not teaching his hearers how to live in heaven. He's teaching them how to live right here on planet Earth. And, and, and I'm talking to folks uh, this morning who perhaps are having some issues about living here on planet Earth because I didn't come to teach this morning to people who were already living in heaven. I came to teach to people who might have their minds in heaven, but you got to have your feet right here on planet Earth. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to people who may have their citizenship in heaven, but they've got to live your life right here on Earth. And, and, and the kingdom of heaven, as Jesus describes it, is his way of showing us not how to live later but how to live right here and right now. And that's very important going here into 2023 that we learn how to live right here and now. And so Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like. And so when he says the kingdom of heaven is like, okay, can I just Jones 1020 this real quick? When Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like, what Jesus is really saying, this is what life is like. I know I went around the long way to get to where I'm going, but 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 he says when the, when he says the kingdom of heaven is like, he's also saying this is what life is like. Okay, I hear you asking me, Jones. Well, what is life like? Well, the Bible just tells us life is like a man going out and sowing seeds, and then his whole crew going to bed, and then getting up and finding that somehow while they slept, an enemy crept in and sold, uh, and the enemy sold some seeds of weed in his field, and then the harvest comes, and they see the dark and they see the wheat coming up at the same time. And then he's asked, should we handle this? And what's going wrong? And, 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 and watch this because he's very obvious. He knows what's going on because I just read it. He says, an enemy has done this. 
and, and, and he's very in touch with his life experience. And, and y'all, this is what life is like. But, but listen to what he says. He says, don't touch it until the harvest time. And when the harvest time comes, we can separate the tear from the wheat and we'll send the tear to be burned and the wheat to be barred. Oh, declare victory. This is what life is like. Um, I see some of y'all probably didn't get that. So let me just say it a little bit more clear so you can understand my principle. Okay. I want to say it this way. Um, finding weeds among your wheat is part and partial of the human experience. Okay. That didn't bless you. Okay. Let me see if I can say it another way. Um, Okay. Okay. All right. I got to get personal with you now. Okay. You're not going to get through this life with everything honky-dory, everything working your way, everything flowing the way you want it to flow. If you're really going to live, Jesus says, this life, you got to be prepared to wake up some mornings and find that you put some wheat seed down, but you got some weed seed coming up. Now, now, now perhaps this, this wouldn't bother us if, if we were not all uh, process and position for perfection. You see, a lot of us live under the frustration of perceived perfection. Some of us are struggling today because we think that God is working against us because the situation and the circumstances of our lives from 2022 to now to 2023 are not going the way that we planned. And, and so we're frustrated because we're living on the second rate and the second best when, when there's something in me that says it shouldn't be this way, God. God, my life should be flowing better than this. I ought to have more money than I have, and I ought to have better friends than I have. I mean, my marriage ought to be better. The church I go to ought to be better. My ministry ought to be stronger. My friends ought to be greater. And so I came to talk to some people who are living under the rubble of, of the frustration of perceived perfection because you want things better, but baby, you got to learn how to live with how things are. And so what happens is we're mad at folks and we're mad at people and we don't even really know why we're mad. But the reason we're mad is because we don't have our perfection. We don't even like some folks and it ain't even their fault. We're mad because we don't have our perfection. I mean, we want to dot every domestic I and we want to cross every vocational T and we want everything in our life running smooth. We don't want no problems and we don't want uh, the problems that life presents. But Jesus says, let me tell you what life is like. Life is sowing one thing and finding out in the morning somebody was sowing something else. While you were looking for your best, somebody was planning their worst. While you were loving other folks, somebody was hating on you. While you were talking nice about other folks, somebody was gossiping on you. While you were trying to bless some folks, somebody was cursing you. But you can't give up on life because Jesus says this is what life is like. Now, 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 the truth of the matter is what most of us want to do is most of us want to burn the field. Because, you see, when, when you've been living under the frustration because of perceived perfection, and when things are not going your way, intolerance says burn the field, right? Um, I, I pastor two churches. I pastor a church in Sacramento, church in Stockton. And, y'all, sometimes it frustrates me when God has been just that good to people and people still don't show up for church. But let me tell you what I've learned to do as a pastor. I've learned to stop focusing on who ain't there. And I've learned just to start praising God for who did show up. And I start, and I'm starting to celebrate them. And Jesus says, hold it. 
Jesus says, life ain't going to give you uh, uh, everything that you want. And life will hand you some stuff that you didn't even ask for. And so I need to, to talk to somebody who, who knows what it is to have unsolicited suffering. I need to talk to somebody who's been accosted by circumstances that you didn't even ask for. I mean, truth to be told, you were minding your own business. You, you weren't bothering anybody. You, you just living your life. You, I mean, you're praising God. You're in church every Sunday. You're giving him praise. You're giving him worship. You're paying your tithe. You don't declare victory every morning, doing what God has told you to do. And then Jones, out of nowhere, pain paraded past your house. Out of nowhere, burdens came up. Out of nowhere, folks start dissing and dogging you. And you're trying to figure out what is this? Well, I came by to share with you today. I know you're frustrated, but baby, don't burn your field. It ain't all weed, weed. It ain't all weeds. There's some wheat left in your field. And if you get your eyes off your weeds, you can see that God left you some wheat. You, you really ought to touch yourself and say, thank God he left me some wheat. I mean, I got some tears that I'm crying right now, but God left me some wheat. No, I, I don't like what I'm going through, even at the beginning of 2023, but I ain't going to give up on my field because there's some wheat left in my field. No, I ain't got everything that I want to have, and life ain't giving me everything I think I deserve, but I ain't going to give up on God because there's, some, there's still some wheat left in my field. And so, and so let me talk to a people who have been... Uh, antagonized by what I like to call the antithetical. Because the text says that the owner of the field says, he says, an enemy has done this. Wow, did y'all did, did, did see that? He, he says that in verse 28. He says, an enemy has done this. He, he doesn't say, he doesn't say I had the wrong bag of seed. He said, no. He said, an enemy did this. It's not somehow I mixed some weed seed with some wheat seed. He said, no. He said, but while we were sleeping, he said, an enemy came in and did this. Whew. I wish you could touch yourself and say, an enemy did this. this. This ain't got nothing to do with me. An enemy did this. I mean, I did what the Lord told me to do, but an enemy did this. And, and I can understand today that you can be antagonized by the antithetical. And some of you are trying to figure out what's going on even at the beginning of 2023. Baby, an enemy has done this. And, and so, and so, and so as I, as I transition toward a close, I came to relieve you of some of your pressure because, because some of you may think that God is mad at you, but God ain't mad at you. He's got enough grace to handle all your mess. It ain't enough. It, it ain't that God is jumping on you. It ain't that God is wrecking your life. You better see it for what it is. And the enemy did this. I've been antagonized by the antithetical. Well, what is evil? Evil is anything that won't let you live. I, I'll say that again. I'll say evil is anything that won't let you live. I dare you to spell evil backwards, L-I-V-E. And anytime there's evil, evil won't let you live. It won't let you live to your highest potential. It won't let you live in your purpose. It won't let you live in your ambition. It won't let you live through your dreams and your visions and your ambitions. That's what evil does. And evil comes into your life and it antagonizes you. And here's the goal of evil. Thank you, God. The goal of evil is to get you focused, so focused on your weeds that you miss your wheat. 
So, so, so here are a few things that I think that this text will teach us, and I, I'm closing. I, I think, first of all, this text will teach us that you have to live with some imperfections. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be wonderful if everything you sowed in your field came up just the way you sowed it? I, I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if everything in your field was nothing but wheat? I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if all your friends were truly friends? I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if, 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 if they were as good a friend to you as you are to them? But here's what the owner of the field learns this day. He learns you're going to have to live with some imperfections. Now, now, here's what's interesting. The people around the owner of the field, they want to do something, and they're mad that there are imperfections in the field. And so they come to the owner and they say, we need to do something about this. But the problem they have is simply this. In an attempt to get out of imperfection, you can get into destruction. Some of you just need to come to terms with your life. Baby, life is like this. You got to live with some imperfections. Sometimes you got to go to an imperfect church. And if you ever find an imperfect, and if you ever find a perfect church, don't you join it because it will become imperfect the moment you join it. Some of you get frustrated with the preacher because you don't want an imperfect pastor. You want a perfect preacher. You want a perfect pastor. But Paul said that we have this treasure in earthen vessel. And Bishop Fulton Sheen said that we got God held up in cracked pots. But I thank God I'm a cracked pot because if I wasn't a cracked pot, God couldn't get up out of me. Uh, if I wasn't a cracked pot, I need some weaknesses. Uh, because if I didn't have some weaknesses, he could never show his strength. And you know what? I get tired of all you strong folk. Y'all strong folk make me sick. I, I, I want some folk around me who got some weaknesses because you can't be strong until you become weak and God can't be glorified except you get a glimpse of his glory. Some of y'all are too saved. Some of y'all are too holy. Some of y'all need to go out and get a bad habit. I know somebody saying, Pastor, why are you saying that? Why would you say we need to go out and get a bad habit? The reason you need to do it is because you think you're perfect. And because you think you're perfect, you ain't got no grace for somebody else that falls. And that's why you're so judgmental. That's why you're so crucial. And that's why you're so uh, small-minded. That's why you always got your nose down, because you think you're perfect. But life is full of imperfections. Marriage is imperfect. And some, some of you are basking in the romanticism of unreality, and you got married thinking this going to be perfect. So there you were standing in front of the man of God and all your kinfolk, including your drunk Uncle Leroy, talking about I do till death do us part. And, and, and now, that you're, now, now that you're in it, now you're in it, you're talking about, oh, Pastor, I just don't know about this. I think I made a mistake. I should have prayed. I didn't even pray before I got married. Baby, we don't want to hear all that now. Now that you're in it, deal with it because marriage is imperfect. Because sometimes you got to wake up next to folk who got funky breath in the morning because marriage is imperfect, right? You go to work and you deal with the imperfect people. You're dealing with the imperfect system. We live in an imperfect nation. You, you, you got to come to terms with life and you got to come out of your romanticism about life. Life can be hard and life can be imperfect. So, so you got to learn how to find goodness in the midst of evil. And if Calvary don't teach you nothing else, 
Calvary ought to teach you how to, that God can give you goodness in the midst of evil. How do you know that, Jones? Because there was a whole lot of evil around the cross. They had evil at the praetorium when they took Jesus and stripped him naked and leaned him over those pillars and whipped him, whipped the back of Jesus with a cat of nine tails, 39 stripes, bringing him almost to the point of death. That was evil. When Pilate stood before him and washed his hands uh, and said, the blood ain't on me, they gonna get what they want. That was evil. When they cried, crucify, crucify, crucify. That that was evil. When they hung him up and gambled for his clothes, that was evil. When they hung him on the cross like an unfailed eagle and he died, that was evil. But in the midst of all that evil, I still see some goodness. What are you talking about, Jones? I heard him say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. There's goodness in the midst of evil. Here's something else. Here's something else I've learned and I'm, I'm done. I've learned in this text, number one, that we must live with some imperfection. There's going to be some, 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 some weeds in your wheat. Let's get that straight. But then here's something else I've learned. I think um, we have, we've got to live not only with some imperfections, but we also got to live with some deceptions. What do you mean, Jones? Uh, one of the greatest strains and stresses and struggles of, of, of life lays somewhere on the pendulum that swings between appearance and reality. Because some people today are in a mess because you swung and hung, got hung up on appearance and you ain't swung back yet in touch reality. Some of you are in unholy, unhealthy, toxic relationships today because of appearance. And, and can I tell you, brothers, she can hair, have hair black and silky like raven feathers. She can have big, long, curly locks running up or down her back. Her eyes can shine like black sapphire. At, the, at midnight, they can glow like dotted pearls. Her teeth can be like a flock of sheep. Her, her lips can be like threads of scarlet. She can have cheeks like pomegranates, red like roses. Her tongue can be even as sweet as a honeycomb. Baby, she can have the shape like a figure eight and features like Venus de Marlowe. The body like a sculpture's dream when she walked with gracefulness like the stroke of an eagle's wing. When when words fall from her lips, it can be like pollen from a shaken stem, a lily. Baby, she can be show enough. But if she don't love the Lord, she's just a, a, a daughter of the devil. Ah, and 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 and, and ladies, I I I I I know uh, 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 just what you want. I know he, he he can have a body like Mike Tyson, uh, a face like Denzel Washington, and when he walks, he walks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He can have muscles and mustache. He can have uh, 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 more money. But if he's living in his mama's basement, basement or his grandmama's basement, and don't care about you. He ain't nothing but a, a son of the devil. But here's what you gotta, here's what you need to understand. If he don't love Jesus, if he ain't born again, all you got is a son of Satan. You need somebody that loves Jesus and you don't need appearance, you need some reality. Because here's the struggle in this text between the weeds and the wheat. The weed looks just like the wheat. In ancient Palestine, they had a plant called a darnel, and the darnel grew just like the wheat. But you couldn't tell the difference until the harvest of the crop came up, which meant this. The only difference between the weeds and the wheat was the fruit that came at harvest time. 
And that's why some of y'all should have waited because you got hooked up before harvest time. Some of you are on the wrong job today because you were running after money and money was your weed and you ain't got your weed yet. And can I tell you that God don't put you on the job to give you money. God puts you on the job to give you a ministry. God don't put you on the job just to pick up a paycheck. God puts you on a job so you can live Christ. And instead of running from paycheck to paycheck, you ought to be running from soul to soul, knowing that God put me here for a purpose. And what I've learned about us in human nature is that we are too anxious to fool ourselves. I'm going to get personal with you. That's why after the first time he hit you, you had to go and convince yourself that if I had just shut up, if I, had to, if I hadn't raised my voice, if I had just just let him alone, then when he told me to, if I had, uh, if I would have just been good, he, he wouldn't have hit me. And he promised, he cried. He said that he wasn't going to do it no more. And we're so anxious to fool ourselves that we will talk ourselves right up out of reality when reality is staring us in the face. Ladies, if he call you on Monday and say he'll see you Thursday, he doing something Tuesday and Wednesday. You need to deal with reality and stop trying to fool yourself into a different reality. You need, you need to come to grips of how life really is. And life will hand you some deceptions because deception is a decision to disregard the truth. You got to literally stumble over truth and be deceived. And I've come to tell you that as old as, as old as Adam, is as old as Eve, is as old as the Garden of Eden. Eve knew the truth, but she disregarded the truth. And so she could be deceived. And some of us are so anxious to be deceived because we don't want to have a confrontation with reality. Because if we ever deal with, re with, with, with reality, we got to look at our lives for what they really are. And we got to deal with our real issues, y'all. And let me tell y'all something. I'm tired of religion. I'm, I'm tired of religion. I'm sick of church. I'm a churchman, but I'm sick of church. But now, but now being sick of church, watch this, being sick of church could mean uh, that God is moving you to another dimension. Now, I said that to say when I say that I'm, 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 I'm sick of church is because you, 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 you can't move uh, to a greater level in God until you get sick and tired of where you are right now. And so I'm sick of religion. I love Jesus, but I can't hardly stand religion. And the reason that I have such a problem with religion is because religion is always clothing you in fig leaves, but it can't cover your mess. It can only clothe you in your mess. Fig, fig leaves can't wash away sin. Fig leaves uh, don't represent atonement. And that's why God had to go and kill some innocent animals, shed some blood, and then put those clothes on Adam and Eve because what religion does is cover your mess. And some of us are addicted to religion because we can come to church and hide in all our mess. And it's, and, it, and it's easy to hide in your mess. And the only thing you got to do is get on an instrument or sing on a praise team or even preach in the pulpit or serve on the board. And everybody will think that you got it going on and everybody will think that you're spiritual and everybody think that you're so holy. But that ain't nothing, baby, because I found out you can preach in a pulpit on your way to hell. You can play and sing on a praise team on your way to hell. That ain't what will get you in the kingdom. You got to know Jesus and the old folks used to say, you got to know him for yourself. So what does this text teach us? First of all, you got to live with some imperfection. Secondly, you got to live, you got to live with some deception. But then finally, I think that this text will teach us that you got to live with some hesitation because he says right here in verse 28, and I'm done. 
The enemy has done this. His buddy said, do you want us to uh, go now and gather up? But he says, no, let both go together into the harvest. And at that time, they say, we're ready to do something now. And he brings up a hesitation because that's what life is like. Life is knowing how to navigate your imperfections. Life is knowing how to navigate through your deceptions. Life is, is knowing how to deal with your hesitations. And I ought to have one witness on the line that knows that things don't always come as fast as you suppose. Some of you are waiting on God to do some things that he promised you. But can I tell you that delay is not denial? He said it's going to happen, but not now, because if I try and do something now, I'm going to tear it up instead of bless you. And can I tell um, uh, uh, some of you today that already got your mind made up? that I'm going to give her, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to tell her just what I think. I'm going to handle this stuff today. But let me tell you, baby, life requires that sometimes you hesitate. Sometimes you just can't wait for God. Sometimes you just got to wait for God to take you through. Sometimes you got to take your hands off of it and just trust God to handle it. Sometimes you just got to step back and say, Lord, in your time and in your season, I know you'll handle it. Wow, I, I, I know y'all thought it was only four seasons, but God didn't just give uh, you just four seasons. Uh, uh, there's one more season that we need to consider. I, most of you know about summer, winter, spring, and fall, but there's a fifth season, and that fifth season is called due season. And due season is simply this, whenever God gets ready. And I can live through the spring, I can live through the winter, I can live through the fall, and I can live through the summer because I know that God's got one more season and that due season, and my due season ain't dependent upon my boss. It ain't dependent on my pastor. It ain't dependent on folks around me. Because if don't nobody else help me, my season is still on its way. If don't nobody else get with me, my season is still on its way. You got to promote me. My season is on its way. Listen to what he says. Wait until the harvest. Because once the harvest comes, we'll be able to tell the difference between the wheat and the tare. What he's saying is the fruit of the harvest is its own judgment. You ain't got to touch it. Let it run its course. You don't have to put them out. Let it run its course. You ain't got to talk about it. Let it run its course. Somebody said, why didn't Jesus, if, if, G, if Jesus knew the devil, that, that, that Judas was a devil, why didn't he just put him out from the beginning? Well, the Lord revealed that if love and patience wouldn't save them, putting them out wouldn't gonna save them either. Jesus just demonstrated that the church is strong enough to make it and survive with Judas on board. I quit. I'm done. God bless you. Was there anybody who didn't get a chance to say good morning? Now's your time. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Blessings, blessings. Good morning tonight, Jay. Hey, Tina. How you doing, Tina? That's <laughs> good. That's good. It was good to see you the other week. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Enjoyed your declaration. Blessings, blessings, blessings. All right. Were there any questions, any comments, any aha moments in the declaration? Now's your time. Let's talk. Y'all talk. I'll listen. 
What's up, skinny man? What's up, man? You put some lotion on your ankles yet? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, brother E, how you doing? That's all right. <laughs> I was if 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 Nisi was on the phone, it'd take Nisi to talk about your your ashy legs. But uh <laughs> all right. Ah. Ah. Okay. All right. Any 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 questions, any comments? Now's your time. Let's go. Come on, Didi, jump in there. Listen, don't be calling me out because you already had me laughing because Where'd you get your list of fine men? I was like, Denzel, cool, Mike Tyson, buddy, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, don't nobody want nothing. Okay, good morning, brother. Didi, uh-huh. Didi, <laughs> don't I tell you every day I can't stand you? I'm gonna it's tell you okay. today, I can't stand you. Don't have you. Mama, to stand mama, me. Mama, Mama D need to get you because you just you. He you, already you, has. You, I still get a whooping at 55. <laughs> but can I say? <laughs> Can I say thank you? Because you you blessed my heart just with everything you shared. Um, Evil did it. <laughs> you said it right. Um, antagonistic or whatever you said. That spirit is so real, Bill, because, you know, 2022, I got hit with some death. I mean, I've been hit with death all my life. But with my – somebody breathing in the phone? With my um, niece Stephanie at 29 leaving here, devastated me. But – and met my brother Ricky in December first, but then my mom's cousin just passed away, and they had his service in L.A. And do you know, they were leaving the cemetery to go to the, I mean, the cemetery to go, yeah, to the repast, and they had a fight about stuff, and that really hurt because it's like, man, this man ain't even. We do so much in this world, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about these are believers. That's why it hurts so hard because I've watched this unfold and it's like, what is going on with us as believers? It's so much when grief happens and death happens that people seem to lose their entire minds. So I just wanted to tell you that you helped me when you said that. It's evil did it. And you have to know. And then when you blessed me, when you said, let God do it, there's some things that I can't do. And I'm being real patient. I'm being slow to speak and I'm being slow to respond because I know that God's going to fix it. God's the vindicator, and he is my defender. And I love you, and I thank you. Even though you can't stand me, I love you. <laughs> let, me, let me say this to y'all parenthetically. I had a member die at the Stockton Church uh, the other week, and um, uh, I came back and encouraged both churches the last two Sundays. Um, I know people don't like to talk about death. And don't like to think about death, but that's something you need to think about and you need to consider. And I encourage you to write out your plans for your family. Put it where they can get it. Your passcodes to your phone, trust somebody with it. Lay out your wishes and let them go down the list and and follow your wishes. Your money that you got left or whatever, who you going to leave it to. And can't nobody fight over that because it's all written down. And I know we don't like to talk about that, but that's maturity and that's responsibility because you don't need to be fighting. You don't need, they don't need to be fighting after you gone and you don't know nothing about it. So I'm, I'm encouraging everyone on this line to make sure you write your stuff out today. I encourage you to do it today because I don't care how, how healthy you are, you're still sick enough to die. That young man on the football field was in tip-top shape at the top of his game and had a cardiac arrest right there on the field. 
So I don't care how healthy you are, you're still sick enough to die. And it can happen at any time, any day. And so that's very important for you to understand. All right? Be responsible. All right? Anyone else? Come on. Hello. Good morning, Pastor John. Go ahead. Who go was ahead, that? Mother. Oh. I'll go after Mother. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. Good morning. Here. I just Good morning. to ask you this. You know, the wheat and the tear are very similar. And we need to really think this year, are you the wheat? Are you going to be the tear? We can't have representation and it's coming up as a knockoff. Oh, yeah. God bless you on this uh, year. May God continue blessings. to bless you, man of God. Yes. Blessings, but 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 you, you do know that, as the scripture said, because in ancient Palestine, the 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 wheat they had a they had a, a a plant called a darnel which looked just like the wheat but you couldn't tell the difference until the harvest time so sometimes it requires you to wait just a little while longer and then you can you can tell the wheat from the tear and and I understand what you're saying in terms of we need to make up our mind what we're going to be um, um, and and I've done that so to speak because my members are saying. Um, my members are saying to me, Pastor, uh, your preaching has has quadrupled. It, it has the level of your preaching is just is is risen. And let me tell you why I told them that my my preaching has risen. My preaching has risen is because my lifestyle is better. I couldn't always say that. I couldn't al- I couldn't always say that I had the perfect lifestyle. Um, standing in the pulpit. And I'm going to just be transparent, as my sister Didi says. Um, the problem is most of us won't be transparent in who we are and the things that we've done because we want people to think that we're perfect. We want people to think that we haven't done anything wrong or things like that. But I, I don't have that testimony. Um, I, I was bad. I, I, was, I, was, I was bad. And, um, but my mother said, God rest her soul, my mother says, that you'll never change until you get sick of yourself. And and when you get sick of yourself, ain't nobody gonna have to ask you to change. You'll wake up one morning and say, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep living like this. And if you really want God to bless you, you gotta live in his will and not the way people want you to live because I want it to be seen by people. And now I don't wanna be seen by people. I want I just wanna please God. And I don't care if nobody else ever invites me to preach again. I got two churches to preach at every Sunday, and my prayer is, Lord, don't let the phone stop ringing. And and I preach for Bishop Clifton Edwards and Bishop Willoughby the other night on uh, New Year's Eve, and they start putting in the atmosphere that this year that I was going to be elevated to bishop. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, right, whatever. And I promise you, last night I got a text from a bishop asking me to be over the western region of his conference to be consecrated bishop that was nothing but god but i don't want to be bishop in name only i i i i I, it has to mean something and i understand pastor is bishop don't get me wrong but i don't just want to walk around just be called bishop just for the sake of being called bishop that doesn't tickle me You, you understand but 
my lifestyle is real, and therefore my preaching is real. And people, people can tell, and people can see. You, I mean, I mean, you, 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 people can see your lifestyle. They can see what you're doing. They hear about it all the time. And 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 you used to hear all the time about Lavelle Jones. What he doing? What he doing? What he ain't doing? They can't say that no more. And I'm proud to be able to say that they can only talk about what he used to do. Because God is blessing. He's blessing both my churches. He's blessing me tremendously. Amen. And, you know, I do see a great change, uh, Pastor Lavelle, in following you for so many years, you know, uh, to come back in full circle, to be back in full circle, to see the growth. You know, like you said, many try to, you know, put a muzzle or, you know, want to keep you in the same place. No, you're no longer there. You have expanded, and God is going to do something very, very phenomenal this year for you. So God bless you, man of God. Thank you. What people don't understand is that God is able to resurrect a dead case. I wish I had me a witness here. Yeah, he can resurrect a, de- a, a a dead case, and I was a yeah. and I was a uh, and I was a dead case. But let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Satan told God, "I want Lavelle," and I went at him. He said, "But my problem was God that every time I went at him, you were standing in my way." See, some of y'all shout over some things that happened. I'm shouting over what didn't happen. I thank the Lord for not killing me every time I lied, every time I fornicated. I thank God for not taking me under. I thank God for not allowing some things to happen in my life that when folks spoke ill of me, I thank God for not taking me out. See, see, y'all shout on what God did, but I got a greater level of, of worship. I shout on what he didn't do what he could have let happen and didn't let happen. Okay, I'm through. All right. Anyone else? Come on. Somebody else? Who was after you? Somebody else? Pastor Jones. Good morning. Now, I know you speak. This Rochelle. Now, I know you speak Bible well. Hey, I know you speak Bible well, but you preached that little piece right there. Now, you did that. First of all, my condolences on your member. Um, And then... I'm glad that there's a little bit of wheat left on my field because that gives me hope for the next season because due season is coming. You preach well, friend. Thank you. Blessings, blessings, blessings. All right, somebody else, come on. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Angela in obedience to Christ. I want to say... um, Good morning to everyone on the on the line. I just had to get on here and give my testimony. You were speaking about things don't always happen as fast as we desire them to. You're correct. I have not worked in the last two years. Last year, I went on a job three times. Every single time I went, I knew I was out of place. God told me to go home and continue to trust him. I did that. God paid off my vehicle. When I say I had... I had no income coming in but $600 for two years. I'm still in my house. I still have my vehicle. God told me to trust him. Don't be moved by what I see. I was in his will. I went to, and I didn't even know why I was going there because I didn't have uh, anything to give them. I went to talk about my car. The Holy Spirit said go. 
I went up there, and the lady that checked me in that was helping me, she automatically thought that I was coming to check on my title. I did not pay these people one penny. But the God I know, love, and servant, and I got real faith. I don't have play faith. I have real faith. I went up there to check on my car, spirit led. They thought I was coming to check on my title. They said, oh, your title should be in your house. Your mail in seven days. Glory to God. So I want to say to those of you on the line, things don't, if they don't always happen as fast as we think they should. If you got a word from the Lord, all you have to do is wait. That's not all. I'm trying to be quick. I was living in an apartment for the last two years. Every single month, my rent was paid. God had my ex send me money. I've been divorced for 16 years. God had him send me. It was no little money either. God had my uncle send me money. I got a destiny helper that I connected with. This young lady blessed me with a house. I'm in a house right now, mortgage-free. But I just want to say that if you're leaning and trusting on the Lord, he may not come when you think he, he should, but he's always on time. He's never late. He comes in his divine timing. God told me that I was in his will, that he was going to take care of me. He was going to show me that he was my Jehovah Jireh. And I realized when I was working that my job was my, was my resource, but I know that God, parenthetically, was my only source. I came into Louisiana to a conference yesterday. I went to check in. I got there. It was raining. I told the lady I'm about 20 minutes out. This lady was new. She checked in somebody else under my name. When I got there, the same lady, she, her name was Angela. My name's Angela. My last name, I don't even know how she did it because I didn't think it's that many McCoys here. She said, hey, I'm sorry that happened. I said, no, no, no problem. I'm just sitting there waiting. She said, what do you do? I said, I'm a servant of the Lord. I could have told her that I was, oh, I have my master's in financial counseling. Oh, I'm this, I'm an author, I'm this. I said, I'm a servant of the Lord because that's on my heart. That's what I'm, that's my purpose. That's what I'm here to do. And she looked at me and she said, oh, she said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I got your room. What I'm trying to say is our steps are ordered by the Lord. When he said that he'll take care of us, he will do it. All we have to do is continue to trust him. Amen. That's, that's my message. Amen. Thank you, Sotanzo. let me ask you a question. Who, who encouraged you to call in? Um, I've been calling for a little while on and off. Um, a young lady, her name is Tanya. She gave me this number, oh, maybe two years ago. And I called okay. in. A lot of times I'm on mute because I'm moving around. Okay, praise God. But well, we thank you for you, and um, we thank you uh, for your testimony, awesome testimony. Amen. Amen. And I understand what you're saying about resource and, 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 and only source. I say it this way. My job is my source, but God is, I mean, I mean, my, 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 I mean, my job is my resource, but God is my source mm -hmm. because resources yes. come and resources come and go, but God is our yes. source. Amen. Praise I'm God. All right. Anyone else? Come on. Anyone else? Question on the declaration? Were you were you no questions about it or uh and, and the seed of the harvest and the harvest time? No 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 questions on that. Hey Pastor Jones, this is JR. Good morning. Hey, good listen, morning, thank JR. you so much. Good, yeah, good good morning. Thank you for your declaration, man, and 
And thank you for the sister who just shared that. Like, um, you know, so, so often we connect people to what they do. Like, for example, uh, my brother is a doctor, but even though, but I, I, I say my brother works as a doctor, right? It's like some people um, are what they do, but I like to, I liked what this sister just said. Like, I really, um, I really, really appreciate hearing that. Also, um, my son, uh, Jonathan, uh, is acquainted with you. He's a, a part of that God's Throne Church in uh, Stockton. And I was telling him that I really enjoyed when you come on and um, and, and, and and speak and everything. And uh, he uh, he pulled up your picture on some type of social media. He pulled up your picture, so now I know what you look like. So I just wanted to say um, thank you uh, for your de declaration, and I've appreciated everything that I've heard. And ha have a great day. What picture did he pull up of me? Was it when I was 390 pounds? <laughs> no, 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 was it my booking photo when I was arrested? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, but uh, yeah, he was telling me your church is over in, in Stockton, over there in the area uh, across from Balls Tracks. Yeah. And so anyway, I just appreciate you. Okay. Well, blessings, my brother. Thank you so much. All right. Amen. Yes. Um, his, his, his pastor, Dr. Dunham is a friend of mine. Uh, and Dr. Dunham's brother, Anthony Dunham and Seaside is one of my very good friends. Yes. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Come on, come on, come on. Jump in, jump in. Come on. Good morning. This is uh this is Nettie Danette. Um I really appreciate your declaration this morning and to everyone on the call, of course, um happy new year. Um this has been a great um gonna be a great season. I liked when you said um the kingdom of God is light, teaches us how to live, how to live right now and not later. And I really appreciated that it resonated with me because a lot of times I do hear people say, Well, you know, if this was the olden days, you know, we're going to wait to get to the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is right now. Like, you know it. After, after you pass away, that, I mean, there, that's it. You know, we don't know what eternity has for us after we pass away. So while we're here on earth, you know, we have to treat our brothers and sisters right. We have to live right. We have to follow the, the commandments, you know. So I, I really appreciate that because I believe in that and, you know, since I've been, you know, more in tuned, you know, in with the Lord and praying more, you know, some of my folks look at me like I'm crazy, but this is, you know, this is the new me, not the old me, you know, so I really, really appreciate that because that gave me confirmation that we want our roses now, you know, we want to celebrate life on earth now, not in a wicked way, of course, but in the most righteous way, you know, the most best way that we can that God knows, you know, how we can. And that's it. And thank you for your de declaration. Amen. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is like, this is what life is like. Amen. Anyone else? Come on. We've got a few more minutes. Yeah. Um, good morning, Pastor Bevere. Hey, what's up, bro? Great declaration. Great declaration, man. You, uh, you hit on a few things, you know, uh, you, you, you said, 
we 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 stumble over truth and we fall into deception. I like, wow, my goodness. You know, we deceive ourselves, right? And, you know, shoot, man, it's like, okay, I I, I, I got to live with these imperfections. You talked about, you know, living with these imperfections. I'm like, wow, there's a whole lot you touched on. And also, my question to you, could could you go a little bit deeper into uh, who's who's gonna be the reaper that separate the tares from the wheat? The Lord of the harvest. The Lord of the harvest. That's Come right. On. And the reason and the reason it has to be him because our eyes are not skillful enough to detect the real from the unreal. Let it grow together. Let it grow together, and let him do the separating, because. Because if we do it, we're gonna mess up. If we do it, if we think we gonna, if we think we can do it, we're gonna we're gonna pluck up some real wheat thinking it's a weed. So you gotta let God do God's job and let God do what he what he's destined to do in us and in everybody else. The best we can do for each other is pray for each other and keep on pushing. Woo! Amen, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like the way you uh broke down that evil, you know, evil don't want us to live. You you say, you know, you, you, you live and then you spell that, that evil, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah because, yeah. because, and I can only talk about me. If it had been left up to some people, I wouldn't be preaching. I, I, I wouldn't be teaching. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because they, they, they were destined to give up on me a while ago. But that's why God says, let both, both go together and we'll deal with it at the harvest time. And, and on the other side, I came out better because of, of, of God letting me grow to see what I would become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. Hey, uh, so this year, 2023, uh, it, uh, 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 the, the 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 Tuesday night thing uh, starts next week. Okay, next week. Okay. Yeah, TNT Bible study starts back next week. All right. What? Time? Yeah, and uh, prayers at 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 five thirty, and Bible studies at six, and it's right here on this line. Um, everybody keeps asking me, Pastor, when are you going to start? When are you going to When are you going to start Bible study? Um, uh, y'all. Please understand, I, I have a family, I have I have two churches, and I have a full-time job. I'm a garbage man, and and sometimes I just need a break. I just I just need a break. I'm not even I haven't told anybody that I'm not preaching at both churches this coming Sunday because I just want a break. I just want to just relax this weekend, you know, and and um, and get back to it next week and, and hit it full steam ahead because not only do I have one theme, I got two themes for two different churches. I got, uh, I mean, I, I got so much, you know, and sometimes I don't preach the same sermon at 8 o'clock as I do at 11 o'clock. So, man, I, I, I've got a lot. Then I got to spend time with my family. I got grandkids, you know. I got it all. So, you know, I got a full load, and I get I get up at one thirty every morning to go to UC Berkeley. 
to go to work. So um, don't get me wrong. I love pastoring and I could be a full-time pastor, but I love working because I want a retirement and I don't, I don't allow the church to pay me. I, I allow them to set an offering basket out and if people want to give, that's what they give. Okay, hey, brother. Well, forward to oh, next go ahead, week to DMT. Oh, I'm good. Go ahead, Diddy. No, I was just going to tell you, Lavelle, publicly that I'm proud of you for learning to put your oxygen mask on because pastoring two churches and, you know, you will do 15 funerals in a week. So to learn to listen to your body, you know, people say the Holy Spirit said this, the Holy Spirit said that, but if we're not in tune, you will burn yourself out physically. Um, my husband just had two coworkers drop dead of heart attack, and they were young men because they didn't know how to sit down. You have to learn to rest, and you're right. And it's the same for me. I hosted Friday Night Live for over seven years every Friday for a long time, and I realized that sometimes you got to take a break. So now it's first Friday for sure. Because I realized, I said, listen, I love doing it because it's, it's like for those who show up, it's, it's a good place to unwind on a Friday. But I was doing more Friday night live than I was, like you just said, having family. I'm married. I have grandchildren. And so you have to learn to balance this thing called life because you don't want to be burnt out. You have all this kingdom knowledge, but you're not using it properly. So I just want to tell you as your big sister, I'm proud of you listening to your body because you're on the road early going, you know, you know what you do. So learn to listen to the Holy Spirit and know when to rest. Somebody else, because if you lay in the casket, somebody else will get up and, and, and eulogize you and move on with the church. You 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 better know it. I, I was scheduled to work today and I emailed my my general manager, because I know UC Berkeley is shut down and there's really nothing out there. I asked him, I said, um, I said, I got a hundred hours of comp time. I said, do you need me tomorrow? He said, no. He said, you got all that time. He said, take the day off. We got it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And so I'm, I'm relaxing today. Amen. I'm going to relax today and I'll hit it back tomorrow because when I get off, y'all, I'm heading to the gym. And then I got to study. I got family. I got it all, you know. So, you know, I want to uh, agree with Didi and Jeff. Take some time for yourself. You have to. Very, very important. All right. Anybody else before we close out? Anybody else? Anybody? Hey, else? Pastor Lavelle. Yes. How you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. That's good. Uh, I know it. For me, it was it was comical. Um, and so now I'm gonna run with this for the rest of my life. You said Darnell. Yeah, which is the antagonistic name for every person in the BET movies. Oh my goodness, Darnell. <laughs> okay, Darnell. That okay. that Darnell. Well, okay. Dar the Darnell <laughs> in, in ancient Palestine looked just like the wheat. <laughs> okay. Look, look, yeah, looked just like the wheat. It was weed, but you couldn't tell until the until the harvest. Until it was too. All right. Well, that just cracked me up. So every time I look at the movie now, go on, Darnell. It, that's all. Oh right. my goodness. All right. You have a good one, <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Anyone else before we close out? Pastor Lavelle, I just want to um, thank you again for um, just reminding us for God's saving grace. Yeah, that part. Oh, for not striking us down when we when we lying about something or when we think we can get away, we can 
we can try to trick God and, and second hook him and think we got, you know, we can say what we want to say and try to make God read between the lines. There ain't no lines for him that we think he I'm, can't see when we messing up and, and, and trying to be a trickster and a con artist and, and then think we can just go back and re, we can repent, but I'm saying doing it out of a nasty heart and, and being evil. So thank you for reminding us that God's saving grace to keep us when we wasn't right. He sustained us until we was able to get right and acknowledge him. So, yeah, that was great, great teaching, sir. Appreciate well, praise you. God. Praise God. I, I get excited about uh, his word and doing um, what I do for him. So um, I praise God for that, that he continues to allow me because the truth of the matter, and that's why I said I have a level, a greater level of worship and appreciation because some folks praise God for the new house, the new car. And that's fine. I'm not saying that, but I praise God for what he didn't do. <laughs> Come on, y'all. I mean, I can get real with you. I mean, I can get real with you. We don't, we don't, we don't like to talk about that. We all thank God, all the folks we done slept with in our lives. We all thank God we ain't had AIDS, all the crack and drugs you done smoked, the weed you done smoked in your life. You you ought to thank God, Amen. That it didn't it didn't kill you then, Amen. Listen, what's the name of the the rapper from the what's the name mob? Uh, the lady she got put off the show because of drugs, and a couple weeks later she done overdosed. What was her name? What was the rapper lady name? You talking about Keisha Cole's mom? No, 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 no. Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo. She got put off the TV show, the couple's TV show, because they found drugs on her dresser and they put her off on camera. And here it is, a couple months later, she, she's gone, died over overdose. Let me tell y'all something. One, one thing that, that, that we do as humans, sometimes, sometimes you got to know when to quit. Can I say it that way? Y'all, y'all got quiet on me when I said that. I said, sometimes you got to know when to quit. Sometimes you got to know when enough is enough. I'm, Amen. And, and I'm, uh, Amen. Amen. I just saw on, um, they showed her family talking about that too. So I'm glad you brought it up because she was using, and then they said she got depressed. So she may have intentionally overdosed. I just saw that last night. But you drive, you, you, we don't know what people are going through. And you made a comment about showing up. And I'm proud to know that I've been able to watch you go through what you went through. Me too. Nobody, I'm not, I don't have a, a, a check or, you know, a, my background ain't squeaky clean. <laughs> but I don't care because God is my vindicator. And when you're real about your mess, you are more effective witness. So I'm sad that the young lady um, went through what she went through. And then she felt like she had no other way out but to indulge in that and so we have to just be more mindful and then when the word tells us those who are more spiritual i think a lot of people are just mentally checked out so that they, they induce stuff other stuff from the drugs to the whatever and but we just have to be mindful of even how we love on people that are hurting but she was yeah, obviously hurting yeah obviously I that agree. was a pain that if you've not been a drugger, you don't understand. I haven't been, but I'm just saying. But we have to even be mindful of how we talk about people who have fallen, because we all have at some point. Right. It's different. And, 
And Didi, you're right. I I look good when it when it comes to preaching and teaching, and everybody thinks, oh, Pastor Lavelle, oh, he can show preach, he can show teach, he he did he he, he did see that, but you don't know underneath what I'm dealing with. You you don't know you don't know the pain, the scars. Um, a lot of these messages that I teach that I preach are birthed out of pain. And see, it ain't worth preaching if it don't fit you. If it don't fit you, it ain't worth preaching. I tell my preachers that all the time. It ain't no, no need of you talking about everybody else because if it don't fit you, it ain't worth preaching. Quit talking about everybody else. Deal with yourself. Hmm. I wish I, I wish I had me a witness here. Yeah. <laughs> Lavelle, uh, I'm sorry. Let's, I missed your declaration. I couldn't find my charger. But uh, when I did find it, I checked in. Uh, my sister of Mississippi asked me, was I on the line? I know she never been on, so she's probably on this line today. But what just struck me uh, was what you were talking about with the young lady that was put off the show. And many people know um, me from on this line talking about my bout with uh, crack addiction and so forth um, for many years. Um, you know, I, my family thought I was completely out of my mind. Um, because even in the midst of my addiction and my mental health was so messed up at that time, I kept my Bible under my arm. I read it. I opened it. I kept it with me. So that made them think even more, oh, she's crazy. She's walking around with a Bible. But let me tell you, that Bible, that God who kept his hand on me throughout my whole crack addiction is the same God that showed me his purpose and has me in ministry and chaplaincy today. So I don't, you know, people who, like the young lady and many, many other people, you know, who, like Didi was saying, some people's minds are just gone or, you know, they just don't, we don't know what they're going through, but but God, you know, that's the only thing that saved me, you know, but I really, um, uh, it makes hearts, hurts my heart for people who are so deep into uh, addiction or on homelessness or whatever it is, who don't know the Lord and aren't trying to seek him or won't hear when people are trying to introduce him because that's the only saving grace that I know I would not be here, and I know that for a fact. Right. I know that Amen. for a fact. Amen. So I just, um, I'm just so grateful to God. I thank you. You know, I didn't escape um, the crack cocaine. I didn't escape the AIDS diagnosis. I was diagnosed 19 years ago and never been back to the hospital, never been sick, been, you know, advocating for women with AIDS and people for 19 years. You hear me? So I know God can. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Jeff, come on. Amen. That's a testimony right there. Hallelujah. Yeah, uh, Pastor Bill, on Tuesday night, TNT, what does uh, that stand for? Why you name Tuesday night TNT? Tuesday night teaching. Okay, I thought so, Tuesday night teaching. Ex- All explosive, right. explosive. TNT is explosive. Dynamite. There you dunamis. go, dynamite. Dunamis. All right. Dunamis. Dunamis, yes. Okay. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else before we close? We're getting ready to close. Yeah, Pastor Lavelle, this is Pris- this is Priscilla. Um, hey. Kay, yeah, that was some di- dudamus teaching. Um, I had to get up and walk around and just, I've studied the wheat and the tear and I've read that and I just didn't get it. You know, I've heard it many, many times, but I just, I wanted to get it. And um, what I got wasn't what I got today. So it just... Um, 
it's just something in my spirit. It just, it, it, um, uh, you know, it just makes me want to just press in harder and know more about my King, um, and who I serve. But, you know, and, and I love your truth about it, you know, about how you just broke it down and, and made it, made it plain so you can understand it in this, in this life that we're walking out day to day. And I love the fact that there's nothing, God always tells me all the time, there's nothing new under the sun. They have no heaven or hell to put you in. Why do you care what they think? Um, your truth is your truth. I've, I've been with you all these years. And it reminds me of how many times he saved me and pulled me out of this and pulled me out of that. You know, I might have looked one way, we all do, and doing what we do. But what we actually look like and what we actually are, are always two separate things. But I'm glad I am where I am today. And I just want to, like what you said in the very beginning, when someone gives you something or do something for you, the least that you can do is say thank you. So I'm mm-hmm. just telling you thank praise you. God. I appreciate well, you this God. morning. You're good. Uh, continue to pray for me. Come on, Didi. <laughs> Didi, did you want to say something? That was me. Okay. Oh, go ahead. This this Ruth. I sound like BD. Hi, hey, Ruthie. That's my hey. Ruthie. My hey, Ruthie. I just had me some garlic crab last night, and I thought about you. Oh, I said, "What's the bill gonna come down here and get you?" Mm. Hey, I I know. Well, just call me when you come back to sack. I got you. Okay. Okay. I, say, I might I might come today. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. well, I gotta go by. I got a little bit left, but call me. Really, truly, call me when you come to sack. I got you. Okay. All right. And you ain't never been to the food truck. I mean, that's cold. <laughs> so, no, I need to go ahead. No, okay. I was just saying that I, I appreciate the call always, and I think um, you know, declare victory. We couldn't, you know, Dion couldn't have chosen a better name for this call, declare victory, because I never leave this call, you know, tired and depressed and you know, uh, discouraged. Every time I get on the call, no matter who's doing the declaration, I'm always encouraged and uplifted and just ready to go. And I want to say to the young lady that um, she had the testimony about the, the drug addiction and, and, and she said something about AIDS or something. She was an AIDS patient or something. Uh, amazing testimony. I'm just listening to that. And I I, I pray, um, I have a sister right now out there in Richmond and um I don't. We don't know where she is. We know she's in Richmond, but I'm, I'm praying every day, and I'm going to go to Richmond to see if I can find her. But I pray that she can have a testimony, you know, um, like that one day, and you know that that God will. Do, I know He's keeping her because she's she's alive. But I want. I, I pray that she come out on the situation that she's in, and she be able to tell a testimony like the lady did um, a moment ago. And then um, I wanted to say that. Um, I'm I'm really grateful to this call because I got I, I don't know if you was listening yesterday how how um our food truck business has grown and, and I've and they this call has encouraged me because in two thousand twenty two I truly wanted to quit. You know, I, and I and, and I was like I can't but what am I gonna quit too? I don't wanna go back to work but I tell you this call get on this call every morning, encourage me to get get put my apron on, get back on that food truck and, and, and stay in prayer. And every time I got on that truck, it, whether it was one or a hundred people, God still blessed me. It was, it maybe the money, the money came from a catering job, but the being on this call, I wish this, I will always say this. I wish that so many people had access to this call 
um, and, and, you know, they may not be so discouraged, but I'm just grateful to you because you always honest, always honest. What are the honest, and, you know, Kyle, you know, he comes from Jehovah's Witness, so he always has his opinion about pastors, but he has always said this. He said, Lavelle and William Coleman, PFBC pastor, y'all are like the most honest real pastors he's ever experienced. And so wow. I appreciate that. But he's all, I always um, appreciate you because your honesty, and because of your honesty, we can also, you know, us listening can be encouraged to go on and do things that we're supposed to do. So thank you. Oh, praise God for you and your husband. Thank you, Ruthie. All right. Anyone else? Come on, we're going to close. Anyone yes, please. This is Leon uh, Pastor Lavelle. I just wanted to um, holler thank you to you. I think it was you last week that was praying. I was telling you that I didn't have COVID. Okay. Um, I found out. <laughs> I found out that I did, but it's okay. It's okay because God is bringing me through it. I feel so much and. I don't know about you, but I can hear it in my voice. I feel so much better. And I just thank you and thank God for you and your prayers. Oh, he's I, a healer. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Don't you start me. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's brought, he has brought, I'm not going to say he's bringing me through it. He's brought me through it. Yes, and I Lord. can praise him. I praise him because I know so many people, so many people that I know that has died from this stuff. My body wow. don't feel all that great, but I feel so much better than I did last week. And then I am so much better. I am so yeah. much better. And I'm only about halfway through with my medicine. Make sure you take up. Make sure you take it all, okay? Oh, I'm gonna take every bit of it. I'm gonna <laughs> see if he won't give me some more. <laughs> okay, all but right. We praying for you. I just want to thank you and praise God for you, and you keep thank on you. doing what you're doing, brother. Because my God, if your prayers and and not only yours, there were so many other people praying yeah. for me. It's all of us. all of them. But um, you keep on doing what you're doing. And you keep okay, on believing and trusting in God. And don't let no devil in hell. And I know you won't turn you around because he'll try everything. He'll try everything. But keep your hands in God's hands, son. Amen. Thank you, Mother. And you are in my prayers. Thank you, Mother. All right. Amen. Anyone else? Come on. We, we, we're, we're closing, but any, anyone else? I want to give everyone a chance. I don't, want, I don't want nobody to go away and say, I wanted to say something, but I didn't get a chance. All right. If you didn't, all right, we praise God for you. I pray that you enjoyed the declaration. Have a Jesus day. Enjoy your day today. Those of you that got to go to work or at work or at home, just relaxing. Remember, there is no TNT tonight. We will pick up on next week. And um, we'll be listening the rest of this week to support everyone else that are doing their declarations. All right. Y'all have a Jesus day. I love everybody. Y'all have a blessed day. Blessings.
Bye. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, everyone. God bless you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Walk in victory. Have a blessed day, everyone. Walk in the love of God. Have an awesome day.